The following episode contains conversations about drug use. If you or someone you know is facing substance abuse, help is available. Call 1-800-662-HELP. Again, that's 1-800-662-HELP. This podcast is produced by Visionary Studios. Hey everybody, I'm Mitchell Rail, and welcome back to Let's Unpack That. Today, I am joined by Peyton Sherry. Tell the people a little bit about you. Who is Peyton Sherry? Yeah, so grew up in a really tiny town in Wisconsin called Viola, Wisconsin. Sounds Had like tiny. 700 people, yeah. Kickapoo was my high school. Kickapoo. Whenever I tell people that, they're like, that's not a place. <laughs> very much is a place. Graduated with like 34 people, um, very tight-knit community, well-minded, as you mm-hmm. may assume. Yeah. But went to UW Oshkosh for my undergrad, graduated in December of 21, and now I live in Madison, Wisconsin, and I work in medical device sales for a cancer detection company. So working on oncology, and it's a really great mission. Love what I do, so. Amazing. Love that. Our first Madison gay. <laughs> and then we were also joined by Josh Kansas. Welcome, let's unpack that. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you? So good. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where'd you grow up, etc. all that. I am from Carmel, Indiana, which is a suburb um, like 20 minutes north of Indy. I've lived there my entire life, just been a Midwestern Indiana boy. I went to, kept being Midwestern Indiana for college, went to IU. Um, graduated from there, and then I moved to Chicago in last last May, I think. I work in marketing analytics there, and we're going to stay there for however long I meant to be in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you for coming. Thank you guys both for being here. You guys are best friends. Do you guys want to tell us a little bit about how you guys met and how you guys became best friends? Yes, yeah, so I remember Josh was at Lollapalooza with a bunch of gays, <laughs> and I had such bad FOMO, and I like messaged him on Instagram, and I was like, why don't you invite me to rave with you sometime? <laughs> and so that's kind of how it started. And then we started Snapchatting, and he was kind of like, who are your favorite artists? And I told him, he's like, oh, you're a bass head. And I was like, oh, no. But yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then um, I remember... Like Give us vocab yes. terms. What does bass head mean? Bass head? Okay, so there's like a category of EDM music uh-huh. um, or EDM. We'll get into EDM music, but, but you need to give us you need to give us the vocab because people listening. Bass music is more like dubstep, I would say, and okay. it's kind of its own little subgenre. I mean, there's like future bass, space bass, and other more cultural bass as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm a bass head. But <laughs> we were at the same festival and um, we we're supposed to meet up, but we didn't end up meeting up. Um, it was chaos anyway, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then went to another festival a couple weeks later together and with some of my friends, and he had a blast with us. Yeah, he harassed me after, we, yeah, we tried to meet up at a festival <laughs> called North Coast, which is in Bridgeview, Illinois, which is like 25 minutes outside of the city, Okay. Um, and he was just like, yeah, I'm going to be at the rail all day, which is like the very <laughs> front, um, and I simply was not going to be doing that all day, so I was like, if I see you, I see you, if I don't, I don't, and that's how meeting up with a lot of people at festivals is typically like, yeah. um, but then... Um, there was another festival, Spring Awakening, that happened very shortly after that. And he was like, oh, are you going to Spring Awakening? I was like, no. And he was like, you need to go. And I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. And he was like, no, go. Trust me. And I was like, okay. So I got a one-day ticket and met up with them. And you know when you meet those people and it's just like instant like bond and mm-hmm. like you just feel like they're your people. Like That's what it felt like meeting Peyton and his friends. And we had a blast that first day. And then um, the first day actually got like part of it got rained out, like two or three hours of it got rained out. So mm-hmm. they gave everyone who had like a single day ticket a free ticket um, for the next day. I love so that. I was like, OK, suddenly we're going on Sunday as well. Yeah. So it ended up being a whole weekend of whole weekend of that. And yeah, I've been friends ever since. 
That's so cute. Yes. I love that. So clearly you guys have a shared love for EDM. Yes. Um, I think everyone is familiar to a degree with EDM, EDM culture, going to festivals and raids, et cetera. But I think oftentimes on the outside, it's just, oh, there's an Instagram video of on someone's story of like, oh, there's like the headliner, oh, it looks fun, and like an outfit. Like that's really all people mm-hmm. see. What was each of your guys' first experiences in EDM? I think my first exposure to like EDM in general in person was uh, I went to Bonnaroo, which is a festival Mm -hmm. that happens in Tennessee. I went the summer after my senior year. Uh, After graduating, my friends and I were just like, we're just going to have the time of our lives. We're going to do whatever we want to do. So we just decided to pack up a car and go camp for four days in the middle middle of nowhere in Tennessee, go to a festival. Um, I wasn't super, super into EDM at that point, but I had like several artists that I really wanted to see. So I saw them and that was kind of like what drew me in to it. Um, So that sold me on going to like those types of shows and being in that type of environment. But it wasn't until I went to a show, probably the like fall of my junior year of college that I was like, okay, I'm in deep with this. That's what really like clicked it. And Mm -hmm. I never went back after that. Was there something special about that festival that really made you fall in love with it? (laughs) It was my first time doing Molly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rip the bandaid. (laughs) (laughs) My friend's older brother is like really into the EDM scene. And she was like, hey, like we're going to this show. I think it was like Halloween Fest is what they were calling it. It was like in Halloween and it was just in a random little venue in Indy. And she was like, yeah, we're going. And like, I'm going to do Molly. And I was like, oh my God, like you're doing drugs. Like we haven't, we haven't done that before. Cause like she's my best friend. So obviously we're going to share all of our experiences whenever we can. And I was like, okay, well, like I want to go. I knew the artists that were going to be there. It was R.L. Grime and Weathan. And I was super excited for that. And then we, uh, another one of our really good friends um, decided to go as well. And then we just all went there. And even like without the drugs, I would say it's just like the environment. I was like, this is, this is absolutely insane. Like the, like the people here are so great. The vibes here are so great. It's so fun. Just like dancing with everyone. Everyone's here to see like the same people. You're mm-hmm. just like feeding off of everyone else's energy. And then, I mean, like the, mo- the Molly definitely helped too. <laughs> that was like a, a you just you never forget your first time doing something like that. Um, and after that, I was just like, I'm sold on this. That's like when I started like primarily listening to EDM, just like trying to put all my friends on it. Um, yeah, I would say like that that was like the formative experience. So Peyton, what was yours like? Yeah, so I think it was after sophomore year. So I think it was spring of 2019. We went to Spring Awakening outside of Chicago in Hoffman Estates. And we just went for one day, and I remember my friend Abby, she was like, oh, guys, we got to go to this festival. And at that point, I was pretty disconnected with EDM music. Like, I got into college and was really only listening to, like, rap music, you know, like, the basic, like, basement party, turn-up music. Growing up, I definitely listened to a lot of electronic music, but definitely, like, wasn't out there with it. So Mm -hmm. I kind of phased out of that. But then she was like, let's go to this festival. So we get a good group of girls together, and we're heading to this festival, and I'm driving with Abby. And she's like, I can't wait to see Excision. And I was like, oh, like, play something. And she throws this shit on, and I was just like, I don't want to see this. Like, I was like, I don't want to. I was like, this is who we're going to see. And so we're at, like, the base stage, which is, like, the more, like, heavier dubstep stage for, like, most of the day. And that was my first Molly experience. But then that's when I was kind of like, <laughs> You needed it to make it a little awesome. less painful. And, like, yeah. little did I know, like, while we were listening to that in the car and she was absolutely raging, I was, like, terrified. But then I was like, I love this. <laughs> so that was just a one-day festival. But, yeah, that really, that really sold me on the whole culture and... 
the scene and everything. Oh. I feel like both of us are also suit like because we've talked about like what got us into EDM because I feel like we both got into EDM way before we actually like got into like the scene of it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people have like the similar experiences where they remember what they listened to when they were like 10 or 12 or, like and like those like young ages mm -hmm. when like Skrillex was coming up and like yeah. Calvin Harris like a lot of people are just like they don't consider like that like the formation of EDM like as we know it I guess mm -hmm. um the stuff that put us all on it but I remember listening to like Bangarang by Skrillex and that's like a pretty hard song and I'll like play that for people and people are like yeah like I used to work out to this I'm like this is EDM like you yeah. like this yeah. yeah I mean let's let's dive into ripping the band-aid off so obviously drugs are very prominent in the EDM culture and EDM space I think that's something that a lot of people kind of like know and like kind of just pretend like it doesn't exist but mm -hmm. it does that's very mm -hmm. clearly a big part of the experience obviously you guys both just <laughs> just shared your first molly experience <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but have there been any other moments or stories that stick out to you each when you think about your um <laughs> experiences under the influence at these festivals every single one where you end up taking drugs is an experience <laughs> yes. in and of itself but i have two i feel like that are very like key moments for me the first one is the first time i ever took shrooms and that was at North Coast this past year, which is yeah the festival that we were going to meet up at, mm -hmm. and we were was, on different wavelengths. Yeah, <laughs> very. <laughs> yeah, it was my it was my first time taking shrooms. I was with a bunch of people that had done them before. Um, it was the second day, I think, and the artists that were closing out that day um, are, were Ganja White Knight and Grizz, which like if you know if you know the artists, those are like the artists that a lot of people tend to take like psychedelics for. Okay. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. Like this will be my first, first time tripping. This will be interesting. It wasn't anything like crazy or heavy or like, you know, like a lot of people like think psychedelics will give you this crazy, like mind bending spiritual experience. It was like a very manageable dose of it. And I just remember very clearly watching Ganja White Knight has insane visuals. Like I think out of, visually they're the most talented artist out of anyone in the EDM scene because the designer that they work with, Ebo is just insanely talented with everything he does. Um, um, but they had these visuals for one of their songs. And I just remember I was tripping and I was watching. It. I was like, I feel like I'm watching Evil Animal Planet right now. <laughs> that was like right after I'd moved to Chicago as well. So it was like a very transitional time for me. And that festival and that specific like time I went has a very like special place in my heart for me because I felt like <laughs> this sounds so, sound so stupid, but I felt like there was this like glass box around me while I was like tripping and while I was watching this stuff. And I remember like at one point the box just like shattered. I, that's when I felt like all of like the goodness and all of like the energy from everyone just like kind of like seep into like okay. me and my group. And I was like, I love this so much. And I was like, this is absolutely incredible. This is like such a cool experience. I'm so thankful for like meeting these yeah. people, thankful for having yeah. this music. Yeah. Um, but it looked really but, tra like transformative yeah. for you. I mean, I, I guess just to like, for those who are listening who have maybe never participated in these doing these drugs or whatever like would you say like that type of like glass box feeling was it like quite like a literal sense or was it just kind of like a like a mental it was a very it was a, a mental me thing okay. it was a okay. mental thing just because like psychedelics distort your perception a little bit so like the, when you look around especially when you like look up at the sky or whatever like it, you see it a little bit differently okay. than you normally would what i will say my disclaimer is when i started getting into the edm scene especially when i started doing drugs at these events and realized like how fun it was I made a promise to myself that if I didn't enjoy this stuff without being un like under the influence of anything I couldn't go to these things like Absolutely. there are people that need drugs where drugs and alcohol wherever they go to any show that they go and I was like I'm not going to be one of those people that's like an addiction at that point yeah now. there's right. very few shows now that I go to where I take anything I'm sober at most shows that I go to and I just like live it's like it's like a dopamine rush and like a life high like seeing yeah. this music and these artists that I absolutely love I think it's an insane 
insane, super fun experience to take drugs at these things. Mm-hmm. But if you need them to like to have a good time, it might not be the thing. So it's mostly just like a special occasion. Yes, like, to, exactly. Like, yeah. What's like some stories that stick out to you, Peyton? Um, like including drugs or like yeah, whatever you want to well, tell. Um, yeah, I, th- I would say my favorite. Probably Molly Roll that we did was at Elenium because we had a big group. And that was my second story. So we definitely like groups collided, met a bunch of people, some of Josh's friends, um, and I brought a big crew of my friends too. And we just like you just feel the energy from everybody and all the love and everyone's appreciating the artist and it's almost like the artist is just like making love to the crowd. Especially when you see an artist like Elenium where everyone's wearing the jersey, everyone's there to see him and he has such a big following. So it's just like a really beautiful moment. And like Josh said, like you don't really necessarily need drugs to appreciate that. And I'll echo that. Like I rarely do drugs when I go to shows. It's kind of like a very like special occasion type of thing. Um, and like less is more too. But you know, I'm not gonna judge yeah. people. Like enjoy yeah. the experience how you want, and that's also a beautiful part of it. Like however you subjectively wanna experience that. Totally. But I would say one of the strangest and most fun shows I went to was Excision's two-day event outside of Chicago. I was hustling Josh. I was like, please come, please come. <laughs> Didn't come. He actually won tickets to a show, and it was the wrong show. It was the show. wrong show. I got so excited because I won, like, two free tickets to, like, the full event. And then I sent it to him. I was like, oh, my God, I got free tickets. He's like, you are a fucking dumbass. These are for the show in Virginia. I was like, not this. It was, like, that week, too. <laughs> yeah, at that show, first night, I was sober. And I remember, like, within the first 10 minutes of getting there and, like, establishing herself, like, in the stands. Because it was at, like, an indoor arena. It was a very big venue um because excision puts on like a massive massive production he yeah puts on base canyon lost lands and he does like a festival in cancun now Paradise Blue, yeah. um yeah so he has a massive production really big team that he brings and just some of the best heavy bass artists in the game so i show up to the festival we get our spot and i'm wearing like a harness mm-hmm. and feeling myself and some dude comes up to me and he's like immediately like in my space and i was like whoa man and he was like, can I touch your nipple? And I was like, no. Because, like, obviously my nipples were out. And I was yeah. like, no. And then he turned around and, like, put his head down. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. You asked. And then I was like, come here. <laughs> and so he, like, touched my nipple. And he was like, my friends dared me. And I was like, no, you have to suck it. So he was, like, sucking on my nipple within, like, the first, like, 15 minutes of getting to the show. And I was, like, dead sober. And I was like, that was hilarious. So let's piggyback off of that. Because obviously, like, everyone's outfits, more often than not, like, very, like, sexual. Very like, out there. Very yeah. out there, like, very not wearing a lot of clothes. So I assume that there is obviously like that lots of like sexualization and obviously people that are on drugs and stuff I can imagine that all just gets like accelerated. Mm-hmm. Would you say like there is like, it's like hooking up going on probably within the crowd. You guys have experiences at all like with people kind of taking or thinking they can't take advantage of you because of how you're dressed? Yeah, I know the community is like very big on consent. Like I'll see a lot of like totems that say like consent crew. So that's yeah. definitely a very big thing. Um, but obviously like when people are dressed like that, I feel like people just naturally like across the board think that they can like touch you or mm-hmm. whatever but I feel like most of what I've experienced and what I've like given to other people at shows is just like very much complimenting their energy mm-hmm. like I don't go into it and I'm like oh your makeup or your outfit looks great like I'm like your energy is amazing and like I love what you're giving off like do your thing yeah. like I can just you stood out to me so like I just have to address you you're a beautiful yep. human being and so it's always, like, a really great feeling when people give that back to you. But, yeah, I feel like, for the most part, people don't, like, wear very out-there clothes to sexualize themselves. I feel like it's well, just it's kind not, of... Well, it's not even that they're sexualizing themselves, that it's, like, they're being perceived. 
is there not like the perception of others that people are doing it to be sexualized? I mean, the guy walking up to you and trying to like, you know, wanting touch to my nipple. <laughs> touch your nipple. Like, is there is there more extreme examples of that that happen or no? Or is it all like super like respectful and like super consensual? I won't say that everything is super respectful and consensual because there definitely is like there's bad people everywhere. I feel like women probably deal unfortunately a lot more with it. Um, so. From like my experience, I haven't. I've only had like one interaction that was like very, very questionable, and that was at a festival that I went to not too long ago. I don't know. I feel like like a woman might have a different perspective yeah. on yeah. it. Obviously, I'm sure many people have seen like EDC outfits, like Josh's outfit. Put <laughs> them on blast on my Instagram story. But like, I mean, it's fun. It's about like feeling good and what you're no. wearing, and it's like it's yeah. that yeah. sense of escapism too. It's like you yes. can't wear that anywhere else yeah. but a yeah. rave, like. Similar so to maybe even like what fun. people wear to like Pride. I would say Pride is definitely the more hypersexualized yeah, one. I think yeah. I don't know. I, but like I the think same type of thing how you couldn't wear that in public is what yes. I was trying to yeah. line it with. Yeah, that escapism. Sense. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's different with like the EDM scene though. And that's like what I, because I remember you like had initially reached out and been like, oh, I want you to come talk about like the gay side of the EDM scene. And I was like, I go to the EDM scene to escape gay people. <laughs> 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 that's the thing with just like dressing up and all of that. Like a lot of people, they're, they are doing it for themselves. I feel like mm -hmm. with things like pride parades or like, festivals, market days, anything like that, like, you're dressing up, like, yeah, you're doing it for yourself, but it's also just, like, for you, you feel hot, like, yeah, yeah. you want someone to notice that you're wearing a little something, whereas, yeah. like, when I go to festivals or when people go to festivals, they dress up, they're, like, they just want to turn a look, they're, like, yeah. they know that this is the environment where they can even explore their, like, sexuality and, like, their gender expression a little bit more, like, I feel like typically I dress, like, a little bit more, like, on the masculine side, but when I go to, like, festivals and shows, I will, like, I'll buy, like, women's clothing, and I will definitely explore that part of my dress a little bit more mm -hmm. and I feel like for me personally like it's all for me I'm not trying to get anyone's yeah. attention I'm not trying to impress anyone I literally am just like this is a space where I know yeah. I can like turn a look and I'm gonna turn a look yeah right. and I think it's like the best intention too to have going into it um, like when you're doing something for you it's gonna mm -hmm. be a better experience anyways mm -hmm. versus doing it for others and I will say like both your guys outfits that I've seen for like these festivals have been chef's kiss like Thank always you. a serve <laughs> always a serve there's more to come <laughs> within like EDM culture itself like I feel like people just have those preconceived notions of what it is. Like, it's just people there in their outfits doing drugs, and that's all. Like, that's kind of what I think people think of it as. How would you kind of describe the EDM culture itself? What is kind of people's views towards each other? Like, what is kind of like the boundaries people set? Yeah. Like, what, like, that type of thing is what I'm trying to okay. kind of get okay, at. Yeah. So there's definitely that underlying, um, you know, like, plur is very much, like, pretty dominant. But what is plur? Uh, peace, peace, love, love unity, respect. respect. Okay. So, like, if you go, if you really vibe with someone, you want to give them a candy, you go, like, peace, love, and then unity, unity and, and the respect, respect, and then, and then you, like, trade your right. little candy. I said yeah. Oh, so that's what those bracelets are. So explain. Yes. You yes. guys want to, like, hold them up to your camera okay, so you can so see what... Okay, so candies are yeah. definitely part of the culture. What's a candy? Just give us the full description, it's the full like background. A, it's like a bracelet made okay. with, like, little, like... Little beads. Beads, charms. Yes. Yeah. And, like, it goes, like, it can be more intense than just that. Like, people will make, like, you know, like, fuse beads, like, those perler things. Mm -hmm. Like, people, like, I used to make those, like, little animals, like, all the time as a kid. And then suddenly I go to these festivals and people are wearing, like, excision perlers and all that. Like, they'll be wearing those. Some people go all out. Like, they make, yeah. like, these giant, like, things. Um, Shut up. Yeah. That, an excision perler. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, plur is, like, the, like, peace, love, unity, respect. It's, like, the, the, Guide, basic guiding principle of yes. like the EDM scene. Yeah, I would say it's very like modern day hippie. Yes, like it's very much like what you would like take the '60s peace movement hippies. Like they're going to like EDM shows. I feel like yeah, that's very much. I feel like part of what people embody is just like that sense of being a hippie. And there's like there's wooks. 
and like What's other. That? We we need to get. We'll get into the terminology. We'll into the we need a, I need a vocab yeah. lesson. So what is yeah. all this? Tell tell the people. So base heads is what we were talking about before. Like we would both consider ourselves base heads. Like Absolutely. we, I, you more, you way more than me. I feel yeah. like though, <laughs> base heads are people that are really into like dubstep, like heavy bass music, like the things that people describe as just like pots and pans types of music like there's there's that there are the house heads which are like pretty self-explanatory they're into house music Mm -hmm. um i feel like those are the people that i think stray a little bit further away from the plur values because those are the people that not to generalize but from what i've seen at the shows i've been to in the crowds those are the people that are like house i feel like is like diet edm like it's like a lot more palatable it's a lot easier to get into than some of the harder stuff so a lot of the times you'll find people who like don't really know the edm scene at those shows so they don't know that it's like very custom that when you're passing through people you need to say like excuse me i'm sorry all those things and like that's all a part of like plur that's all a part of that value okay. is just being respectful like of each other's space um and whatnot so there's the house heads and then what Peyton just said the wooks is like if you think of like the most hippy dippy witch looking like <laughs> witch. T- like covered in covered in the pashmina which when you see everyone in like those little like like the scarves around their necks those are pashminas um like co- covered with that just like like at camping festivals all like yes. doing tons of psychedelics like that's like what like a wook is and they listen to very like Again, this is a very broad generalization. Very minimalist people. Yeah. Well, what, so what group are you guys in? Is there a group for your guys'? I feel like you guys we're kind of like glam bass heads. Yeah, we're, like, the, we're the gay bass heads. We're like yeah. the rare breed that like I just like I I, I you're the only like other one that I really yeah. know. I feel like when I go to shows and when I go to festivals, I see so few gay people. But it's because I tend to spend time at like the harder stages, and like a lot of gay people don't really fuck with that type of music. Mm-hmm. And like if you go to like the house and techno stages, you'll find all the gays there because they live yeah. for that. It's like very similar to like the circuit scene mm-hmm. and the circuit music. But you go to a pl- stage that's just playing like noises, you're not gonna find them. There, but you'll find me and Peyton there. <laughs> yeah, you'll see me and Josh making ugly faces. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to to Plur, is it widely followed, or is there aspects of the community who maybe? I mean, you definitely see people that violate it. I mean, yeah. like raving has become a lot more mainstream lately. I mm-hmm. feel like you see it a lot more in like popular culture, and it's mm-hmm. a lot more pronounced. Um, and with that, like you attract crowds that are just going there just to rave, whatever, just to be a part of it. Um, and they don't really, like, adhere to those values. Like, I'll see a lot of people, like, complain about a festival like EDC, and they'll just be like, the crowd was horrible. Like, no one was saying, excuse me, everybody was very rude. It is an expectation that you're going to be, like, kind to everybody, and you're in a very safe environment. Um, You're going to go there to enjoy what you enjoy and just be at peace and loved by everybody. But obviously, you're going to have bad people wherever you go. I would say Plur very much still is kind of a guiding principle. But, I mean, again, there's... Bad people everywhere. Yeah. If someone were to be getting ready to go to an EDM festival, whether it's for their first time or they're just getting into the space, what types of advice or tips would you give them? Dress however the fuck you want to. <laughs> wear what you, you want. Seen, wear what yes. you want. If you've seen some random outfit that just looks so outrageous, buy it. Buy it. Put it on. No one's going to care. Like, you'll like literally do whatever you want. No one is going to judge you. Um, that. Hydrate. Yes. Drink a lot of water. So you guys wear, like, camelbacks? Yeah. Or if you're going to festival. festivals, yes. Like water's expensive at festivals, but I mean like it's 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 worth it. Um but yeah, we'll wear camelbacks if it's like a longer like so especially like a sunnier day. Make candy. It's yes. really special to Make trade candy. candy with someone like yes. your your first time. What else would you say? I would say go with people that you love and yes. feel safe around. Yeah. Like don't go with shitty, questionable people or like 
just tag along with the group just cause. And don't be afraid to go by yourself. I haven't gone by myself, but I've definitely been like itching to do it. I've seen like solo ravers before and I'm just like, they're having an absolute blast. Mm -hmm. Don't be like hyper aware, I would say. Okay. Like, I feel like I've gotten caught up in it with like how I look or like being there and just being like hyper aware of what other people might think of me or things like that. But really nobody gives a fuck. Like, (laughs) just do you like... Make the ugly faces, go rage, and do what you want to do, and have a great time. Just let go of the ego and just be in the moment. Yeah. I think another thing is a lot of people that I want to bring with me are just like, oh, like, I don't know how to, like, dance to this, or I don't know how to, like, act in, like, an EDM show. Watch other people. I've, like, like, there's there's literally just observe. Like, you'll see people, like, dancing, and that's another thing I love about it. It's, like, you go to a club, you're just, like, you got your little, like dance yeah. on you go to edm shows you'll find people literally spinning in circles like doing cartwheels <laughs> like literally just like doing whatever they want because it is such like for me personally it's such a judgment-free zone where i can do whatever i want if you like out if you like literally like isolated me and like just everyone everyone was watching you'd be like what the fuck is he doing but i'm just yeah. like i'm living for it like i'm yeah. fun. that's like how i learned like how to fit in to it a little bit more is just by like observing other people and like matching their energy um so i think that's like a big part of it is like people are just afraid because there's such an unfamiliar scene and they don't know what to do. Just watch mm-hmm. other people. I think get that's, weird. <laughs> get weird. I think that's so cool because I feel like people don't think of the EDM community as a place to just like live in the moment and like have fun and like just be yourself. And it's so cool to have like spaces to be able to do that. Yeah. Is there any other like th- misconceptions that maybe come to mind that you want to share with anybody that you feel like people maybe don't think of or don't know about the EDM community and the EDM lifestyle? I feel like the general misconception is like what you were saying before is like EDM shows and like festivals are literally just like people dressing up, taking pictures and doing drugs. And it's like, yes, like we said, there are people who are doing that. Like we've done, we've been there, we've done that, but it's Mm -hmm. so much more than that. Um, And like, obviously people can say this about any type, any type of music, but like EDM is like such an incredible escape from Mm -hmm. like reality, whether or not you're under the influence of something or not. Um, and it's such like, it's so healing for some people because the EDM genre, I think is the most, like probably the most like broad genre that there is of any type of music. And it's the root of so many types of different types of music. Mm -hmm. So you can find people who appreciate EDM on like any part of the spectrum, like regardless of what their favorite type of music is, people can appreciate anything. And like the vibe at like different shows is so, so different. Like I've been to shows where I just wear like regular, like pedestrian clothing. I'll just go, I'll just like have like a little, like like, I don't know, like a seltzer or something like that. And I'll just vibe. And Mm -hmm. then there are things like EDC where I go and I will like, like try to like look as good as I possibly can. And you're literally up until like seven in the morning raving with your friends. And so it's just like, it's so much more than what it's made out to be on social media. And, um, I think, yeah, I think if people have like friends that are trying to get them into it and they're even open to it, just just a little bit, just a little tad mm-hmm. that they should give it a try. I think it's definitely one of those things that everyone should try. Do I think everyone should dive into an excision set head first? No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's some part of those people, though. <laughs> <laughs> there's some people that like you have to introduce people to it in like right. the right way. And like the more you talk to people, like the more people talk about it, the more they realize like they like a lot more EDM than they think they do. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if you have like a playlist or whatever of EDM music for like beginners, give it to me and I will put it. I'll put it in the in, in the description for people. We, we, got, we got plenty. No, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel like people are always like you know curious about yeah. what it's like and what the act, what the what the, the music and everything is actually like. So if you guys have something, give it to me and I'll I'll give it to everybody listening and 
they can try it out for themselves. Is there anything that you would like to say to add before we wrap up here, Peyton? Like Josh said, there's so many different, it's a very broad genre of music. There's so many different subgenres within it as well. Like you said, like with house, um, that's kind of like its own umbrella, like can go with like tech house, progressive house, which definitely I like progressive house, more like Dead Mouse, okay. like Nora and Pure, um, and Cascade as well. But then with like bass music, you know, you can delve into like dubstep. There's like trap dubstep and like future bass, space bass. <laughs> yeah, so like there's so much to see. And like if you, I, everyone definitely, I mean, I feel like house music is definitely one that people really like get into. Like it yeah. always puts you in like a feel good mood. Mm-hmm. So like definitely start there. You've definitely heard it on the radio. Um, but Any then you go to. Right, right, yeah. And just start to kind of explore elsewhere. I mean, like I have like thrown my friends into the fire. I'm just like, <laughs> we're listening to bass music. Like I <laughs> I'll just come in and like destroy the vibe. But then they're like, this goes crazy. Yeah. yeah. We love it. So don't knock it until you try it. Definitely just give it a try. If there's a festival or show in your area, grab a friend or go by yourself and try it out and just be there, live in the yeah. moment. Don't knock it till you try it. Exactly. exactly. Period. Okay, well, do you guys each want to give your socials? Everybody listening can check you guys out. Address the people. (laughs) (laughs) So my Instagram is just my name, at Josh Kansas. Um, I do have a cocktail TikTok if you want to learn how to make um, fun little cocktails and drinks for your EDM events or for other things. Um, It's at Keep It Boozy. Um, Peyton? Uh, My Instagram is at Peyton Sherry, so P-E-Y-T-O-N-S-H-E-R-R-Y. Um, I'm really, really like active on Instagram. I have a Twitter, but I just observe. So yeah, you just you just lurk. I don't post. I just, I just watch <laughs> from an outsider. So you will not find me there. <laughs> well, thank you guys both so much for coming today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening or watching. We just have a great rest of your week. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>